Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever it is for you. It is now, is it May 3rd already? Goodness. It just seemed like we turned the month, didn't it? And we're already three days into it. Jeez, time is flying by. Anyway, it's 6 a.m. in Jerusalem. And whatever it is in your region, we welcome welcome you for this watch. And we are privileged and honored to have the First Nations stepping forward into their special watch tonight. And so I'm going to hand it right on over to Mary Faust, who leads the Native American Watch here in the United States and is a well-known leader amongst the Native American population here in America. So Mary, welcome. Look forward to hearing what you have to say to us. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me just, first of all, start off this evening by by, um, saying this month came up so quickly (laughs) and I did not prepare. Typically I will send out an email to everyone that's on the indigenous watch already last week already. And I did not do that this month came upon very quickly. So I just want to apologize to those that typically join us as indigenous people on this watch that I did not send my preliminary email to let you know what our theme will be tonight and the things that we will be talking about on this watch and also the things that we will be praying into on this watch. So um, my apologies, but as usual, we are here as just take our places on the wall as it were for the, as indigenous people, but also for indigenous communities worldwide, but also um, to give our voice and our contribution as indigenous people, as we pray for the many things that we are seeing and that we are encountering across the globe today. So to start, let me let me just invite that let's just let's just go into prayer. And then we can go into a time of worship. I'm going to ask Mary Karaka to open us up in prayer. Mary Karaka from the Maori people in New Zealand. Eotaroa. Go ahead. Kia ora. E mihi a koe e ihoa. Father, we thank you. Tau mai tō wairua ki rungi a tātou tēne wā. Father, let the presence of your spirit join us and knit us together. Lord, that our, our thoughts would be one in you and our hearts would be purposed in you. We thank you for the fullness of joy of your Holy Spirit. And we ask on um, this forum, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us in all truth for the betterment of our nations and our people groups throughout the world. In your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. I, we're gonna, I'm going to share with you a song from one of our people on Turtle Island worship. We'll go into a time of worship. You are the only worthy one. Yeshua, the lamb that was slain. 
for the foundations of the earth, for the tribes of every language, every tongue and every nation to come before him and to receive him and to hear of him. I just want to quickly read to you an excerpt from Catherine Dunstan's book. And I want to hear this. I want you to hear this in the context of what we want to pray into tonight. This is an encounter that this First Nations woman from Australia had with the Lord. And she says this, I could see what looked like glory, like a glory mist rising up from the land all across the nation. I was in awe. I could sense the intense love of Father God beaming into Australia. As my eyes zoomed in closer to the land in the midst of the glory, I could see people dancing and I heard a glorious sound. It was the First Nations people of the land dancing in a cultural way, dust of the land spraying up as their feet hit the ground. The Lord's glory was released into the land as they stomped in the dance. The land around their feet became filled with the glory. The more they danced, the more the glory increased and filled the atmosphere. And there's scripture from Habakkuk, verse 2, that says this. <clears throat> the peop then people everywhere will know about the glory of the Lord. This news will spread just as water spreads out into the sea. As I read this portion of her book, and the prophetic unction of how the Father has created all of us, there within all of humankind, there is the prophetic notes in, this, in the chords of the Father's heart within in every tribe, every language, and every tongue. And I was reading this and I was hearing this by the Spirit. I know that this is the crux and the premise of this call, the, the Indigenous Watch across the nations, because we are calling our people into a place of hearing and into a place of seeing what the father had in mind for all mankind when he created all of us. I was in Washington, D.C. Now, those of you from across the nations, Washington, D.C. is the government government's center, I want to say, is the government gate of the United States of America. And I was there on 414 with a team of intercessors and prophetic types that are if you, if Habakkuk 2 verse 14. And you can read that in various, various translations to get the concept of what we're talking about. And, and as I was there, we had opened the 12 hours of worship and prayer on 414, which was the time of convergence and just last month. And so as I was there, it was also from the context of 
Esther 4.14. We've just come through Purim. Those of us in the last few weeks, we had done this for 40, for, um, 40, 40 days. <clears throat> and, and we understand we're very well versed with the story of Purim where Esther and her people and 4.14 specifically talks about Esther coming to a place where Mordecai says to her, that you have not come into the kingdom for such a time as this. If you do not speak, there will be another deliverance that rises from elsewhere for our people. And Esther becomes comes to this place where she must answer the call. So there we were on 414, and we had just opened the heavens in prayer and worship. And I began to see in the spirit as it were, what I call eruptions on the landscape. There was these eruptions happening across the landscape. And as I was watching, I wasn't sure exactly what I was, what, what I was looking at, but I, I was seeing it in the spirit as we were worshiping and praying. And the young man leading worship begins to sing. And as a prophetic declaration, he begins to sing, there's a rumble in the land. And those of you that are on this watch have heard me say many times that the rumble that is being heard across the nations are, is the rumble of people, the awakening sound, the awakening of a people coming into a place of not just waking up for the purpose of being, having been asleep, but awakening to the reality of the heart of the Father, which is his purpose, his eternal purpose for every tribe, language, and tongue. And all eyes are looking east, which is the center of the universe. And the first of the first arising in their destiny, the first of the first awakening to what the rest of us as the Gentile people, I believe, carry the call and the mandate to see our Jewish brothers, the elder brothers, come to their role, their proper role, as to lead out in the end time harvest. And as I was seeing this in the spirit, and this young man begins to sing, there's a rumble in the land. I very quickly began to hear by the spirit, the spirit said, the rumble in the land is the land yielding to the prayers of the saints, the sons of glory. And we can read that in Psalm 85. If you go to Psalm 85, it talks about the land, <clears throat> mercy and loving kindness and truth meeting together. You know where that's at in verse 10 of Psalm 85. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Now listen, verse 11, truth shall spring up from the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Verse 12, yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. So this, the eruptions that I was seeing in the spirit and the sound that I was hearing this young man begins to sing about the rumble in the land. It was the sound of the land yielding 
We know in Romans, it talks about the land groans to see the sons of God made manifest on the earth. And I believe the Lord, the, the land longs to hear the sound of the ancient ones, the firsts awakening and arising and taking their place across the face of the earth as they connect with heaven to earth with their sound and their dance and seeing the culmination of heaven and earth happening in every indigenous territory on the face of the earth. So powerful is this word picture to me as we stand on our watch posts, praying for our people groups, praying for indigenous peoples worldwide, praying for our peoples, the tribes in which we were born into. Many of us have been born into tribes. And actually, those of you that have been on this watch have heard Dr. Big Pond sharing and he says, everyone's from a tribe. You're from a tribe somewhere. <laughs> in, the ancient, in the ancients of the earth, you belong to a tribe, whether you associate with a tribe or not. We all come from somewhere. Just recently, I was in the hearing this of, of sharing amongst like-minded people in the spirit and also as friends. A gentleman said this, a friend and a believer in Yeshua. He said this as a blessing. He said, indigenous means that we are native to a place and thereby we are the first to that place. In other words, like the first born to that place. So whichever lands we hail from, whichever lands we were born, we're indigenous to that land. And he said, but really, when we think about things from an eternal perspective and from a dimension beyond our understanding many times, the indigenous, we really are indigenous to the ways of God, the ways of the Father, because those ways, his ways were found in the garden. And when I think back, when, the, when man was created in the garden, are we not all indigenous to that place, to the formative place of every tribe, every language, and every tongue? And whenever we find ourselves in a place where we begin to rumble with the sound of heaven, on the earth. There is a rumble in the land and it is the sound of the land yielding to the prayers and the worship of, of the sons of righteousness on the earth, the sons of the most high, the indigenous sons, yes, but indigenous to the heart of the father. Isn't that so cool? And so another thing that I heard during Passover, and I believe I heard it in Passover because I needed to hear it in the context of Passover, that we 
many times we talk about the threshold. We talk about entering from one time space into another or from one place into another. But really, the, he, he said to me, he said, <clears throat> those threshold moments that we are in, that we are passing over. And the, thresh, the, the, the definition of threshold many times, yes, it is the entry point from one room to another maybe, as we come through doors, I mean, think of the Dalit in the Hebrew alphabet. But really also the threshold is a measurement. It's a measurement that to measure pain. Many times we will use the threshold of pain when we are encountering pain or think about a birthing process, what is the threshold? And a lot of times it, we might think of it as a tolerance. What is your pain tolerance? What level is your pain tolerance? And as we were, again, during that time, as we've been praying through many things and the nations of the earth are, many of us are going through much that we have to pass over, pass through, the, the persevering and uh, passing through many tight places and, and the natural, really, as we are transitioning and moving through this journey that we call life. And as we have stood, many of us, as intercessors, as watchmen, and as prophetic seers, there are things that we have had to tolerate and persevere through. And I really felt as a people, it is time to not just tolerate the things that we are witnessing on the face of the earth, but this is a time and a space where we must come through a time of persevering. So difference, there's a fine line between tolerating pain and persevering pain. The persevering brings us through the narrow places of life that brings us into the new, birthing us into a new place. And, and during the Passover, as I heard this in the context of the, the Passover, where we also, in the way forward, is through the power of prayer and forgiveness, to persevere through those narrow places, we pass through forgiveness and prayer. You've heard the, and we, we must stand, we must stand in a place of yes, as one, one, one body, one blood, one common origin indigenous to the heart of our father, walking in the new covenant and not just knowing about the covenant as it were, but really walking as a dem in a demonstrate, dem demonstrative way. Let me just say this, as the indigenous people have awakened in a place of their place, their role, and as many of us as indigenous people have awakened that we understand the role that Israel must play. Israel is our elder brother. Understanding the role 
that the, the Father has given to us in his new covenant through the blood of the Son. Everything must come through that premise of the blood of the Son, Yeshua. Not only as a declaration, we declare these things, but really to walk in a place of demonstration as one. And it begins with the intercessors. I believe, personally, I believe that the, demo, that the intercessors and watchmen hold the key. Hold the key. They're the ones that pull into the earth what the Father would have us to walk in as a people. Not just indigenous, but as the body of Yeshua. And what we do in our demonstration as one, the government then begins to shift. The government meaning the political spheres of influence in our midst. And even more importantly, this must happen as individuals. And as we do this, we begin to shift as the body of Yeshua and our nations follow. And as I say this, you've also heard me talk about and those that I've invited on this watch in the North, um, in the Native America, we've talked about the wampum belt that, that teaches us. The wampum belt tells a story of the covenants in, of our life and our journey on the earth. Those that carry the knowledge of the belt that tells a story, it has a, the Mohawk people, and many of you have heard of Papa Willie Jock when he was alive on this side of heaven, when he was still with us. He talked about the two-row wampum belt. It was called the Gaswenta in his language. And it's the understanding that we are journeying together on this journey, two rivers running alongside of one another. And there was a prophetic word that came forth from Chief Kenny Blacksmith, who was with us a few months ago. And he had this prophetic word to the Mohawk people who hold the teaching of the wampum belt. He said, the Lord said the time of the canoes flowing down the river separately is coming to an end. We need to come alongside the greater native community. Might we say the greater indigenous community. We're entering into a season where the wampum belt is no longer going to be on a separate stream. So the wampum belt carriers, if I had a picture of it, it's a belt that has two stripes. And each one depicts a story. It's a prophetic story given to the Iroquois people that there would be, that we would be journeying alongside two people groups. And so that there would be a great law of peace that would be at work. I'm really bringing this in a very short message, but it's a huge message. It's a, it's a beautiful message. And so Chief Kenny said this to the Mohawk Nation. He said, we're coming to a time where those two separate streams are going to come together. And we will begin to understand very clearly where we are no longer separate in our identity. We're talking about the ethnos. The ethnos according to the heart of the Father. 
And he said, we have been called to be the daughters and the sons of the great most high. This is so huge. This is a spirit of unity that would cover our people. A spirit of unity, might we say, that would cover the indigenous people worldwide. And I believe the rumble that we are hearing in the land is, in fact, about this. The indigenous people hearing the sound of oneness and responding to the heart of the Father across boundary lines, across um, territories, and even indigenous lands, and what we say, the continents. And we are hearing things by the Spirit. And we are responding as indigenous people. And yes, I want to say the people of the Most High, the people indigenous to the ways of God all the way back to the garden, which includes all of us. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And so I believe we must come into that place of arising as one.